All right. Welcome to the next episode of Someone You Should Know. I'm super excited to introduce our friends, David and Stacy Whited. We've actually introduced you to before, but introduced you to them before, but never in this format. And so if you joined us last week for Up for Discussion, Johnny and I talked about um, the mountain of media, specifically echoing a new narrative in this area of culture that we know of as media. And we were looking for someone for each of these areas of culture where we could interview them as follow-up interviews to each of our Up for Discussion episodes and really talk um, practical terms of what it looks like to show up in that mountain and specifically highlight people that we know that are pioneering and doing it um, in a kingdom way. And this is certainly one of those couples, one of those families. And so I'm excited to introduce to you David and Stacey Wyden. I'm going to quickly read to you just a little bit about them. They are hosts of the highly viral show, Flyover Conservatives, featured speakers for the nationwide conservative rally, the Reawaken America Tour, and TV radio guest political commentators. Flyover Conservatives brings you the highest, brightest minds and latest intel in the areas that affect you the most your health, your wealth, your freedom with a worldwide audience of 2 million monthly listeners on over 60 media platforms, including Band.Video and Rumble with over 1.5 million podcast downloads. I'm tired just thinking about it. Guest interviews include Eric Trump, General Michael Flynn, Mike Lindell, Mel Kay, Laura Logan, Scott McKay, Clay Clark, Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Simon Gold, Lieutenant Colonel Alan West, Dr. Stella Emanuel, Bryson Gray, and more. And I will add Johnny and Lou. Um, Flyover Conservatives is sponsored by my pillow, Z-Stack, Dr. Kirk Elliott, and Dr. Mark Sherwood. Though these, this is just a couple and a family, an organization that is so well connected to so many people that we want to hear from. And we're just so grateful for um, just the stand that they've taken over the last couple of years and the voice that they have had in echoing a new narrative on the mountain of media. So welcome. David and Stacey Whited, conservative talk show hosts, political commentators, and national speakers. Yay! Uh, Thank you, Elizabeth. That's a, that's a mouthful. <laughs> that's a mouthful. You do such a good job of, of welcoming people and cheering for them. And I'm like, it's just me here. So anyway, I left out one of the things that I love the most about Flyover Conservatives, and that is your tagline of wake up, speak up, show up. It just so encapsulates just this Seven Mountain message that Johnny and I are so passionate about. It's really where we we um, we overlap in our in our focus. So welcome. So glad to get a chance to uh, introduce you to more of our audience. Thank you. What an honor to be with you today. We absolutely love you and Johnny. You know, we've been following you guys for years. And you were one of the highlights. It's funny because you said, yeah. and Johnny Elizabeth Inlow on our podcast, you were <laughs> truly, the first time you guys came on, we were so nervous. We had everyone praying for us. We did a, a one before we even started recording. We did a, a conversation with you all, but truly what an honor. Yeah, Benny Johnson to, connected us. She did. You know, on that, it was, it was, it was such a highlight that, you know, that relationship connections even more, you know, valuable now than, than ever. And, uh, you know, a conversation is so important because talking to somebody means number one, like you're, you're quiet and listening. And then, then, you know, I'm quiet. And I listen to somebody else and you have 
ideas being spoke. And it's like, it's a, it's almost like a, you know, making chili or a recipe, the two come together and you make something that didn't exist before, because now I kind of see what you're saying and you kind of see what I'm saying. And we both kind of come to a new conclusion. And this idea of having conversations and conversing um, is, is a uniquely human thing. And yeah. it, 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 it sort of parallels like our relationship with God. You know, we hear from God, but God hears from us. You know, Amanda Grace said the other day when she was talking that she would like to begin her conversations with God, just asking him how he's doing. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, I guess that's what you would do in a relationship, isn't it? You would you'd be considerate of the other person right. and you would be engaged with them. Adam walked with God in the cool of the day and you don't walk with somebody and not talk to him unless the relationship's bad. And so if Adam's so walking true. with God in the cool of the day, it means they're having a conversation. Mm-hmm. And so, so from the very first human it was engaged in relational conversation. And it's the thing that makes us the most, you know, unique of God's creations. This idea that I could go from darkness, I could go from confusion, like I don't understand. And then you might take something that you've wrestled with or a, a loss or a scar or something you've got from your past. And when you share it with me, I, I might go from like, I'm blind, now I can see from dark, to now it's light. It's like all of a sudden, now I get, I never understood. You know, like you opened up a whole thing you know, category of my mind. And that's, that's why we like to hear interesting conversations. Yeah. And, and I, I say all that as like a backdrop because we, we've kind of come to a, a place in our, in our, in our world, we're coming back around full circle where technology took us out of relationships in a lot of ways where texting sort of has a, a archaic kind of grunt caveman kind of, okay, right. But got, got it. You know, you sort of, you lose the graces yeah. of like calling someone, hi, how are you doing? You know? And, you know, the, the, the things that, that have kind of gone away, we, we sort of went to a society, you pull into your garage and the doors probably shut in your garage before you can get out of the car and you might not know your neighbors and, the, you know, we're, we're less engaged. We have more Facebook friends, but less real friends, you know, and so we, we've, we've kind of gotten away from these like conversations because you're so busy. We don't sit down and eat meals together as much. When you do, you see people in restaurants or on their phone and mm-hmm. it's like less human interaction, but there was a malnourished nutrient that was missing there because people craved it and they craved it in a way they couldn't even put a a language to and podcasts and these kind of formats have brought that back Mm -hmm. around and the distaste for turning on Fox or CNN or any of them. And you see four people on there arguing, you know, and you know, they're all sponsored by the same pharmaceutical companies or whatever, you know, and this kind of like, ah, you know, and, and, and this, this anger and name calling, and, and and now you look at the rise of podcasts and these kind of formats where people have real conversations and, and, and have the ability to unpack an idea and kind of bring us back to a place of like, you know, I, I get what you're saying and I understand something I didn't understand before. And I think that's what's created a, a, a move in media is this, mm-hmm. this, this missing ingredient. People are so starved and malnourished and, and almost have like mental and emotional scurvy, you know, from <laughs> missing, missing conversations with other humans and seeing other humans have healthy conversations. It's a great point. So true. Mm -hmm. And I just, I love it that you just jumped right in with that. And what I hear when you're talking and what I hear when Stacy's giving her prophetic updates and um, you guys, you, you, you encompass such a variety of aspects of media because of your spiritual interests, but also mm-hmm. your interest in what's going on in the United States, your interest in prophetic things, your interest mm-hmm. in facts and research and help, well, you, you know, we said it in the intro, but what I hear most from both of you is how in love you are 
with the face of God as communicator. Mm -hmm. And that is the number one, I believe, prerequisite. And we teach in all of our, all of our material resources is that if you're going to impact this area of culture that we refer to as media, um, how we get and receive information, you have to know this aspect of who God is. It was never meant to be done apart from the knowledge of God. And how did you guys get to this place? I mean, you, you're, you're a couple and I know your family's involved. Is this your background? Did y'all both go to school for this? (laughs) No, not at all. You know, in January of 2021, I was in my quiet time and the Lord told me, he said, the, the people and the sources, the resources that you have trusted for truth for so long, you're not going to be able to get it from those sources any longer. And he said, this is the time for discernment. And, um, that was in my quiet time. And then my son or our son came to us, um, maybe, I don't know, a week later, a few days later. And he said, you know, our country is in trouble. And he said, if we don't do something as a family to try to help to save our country, he said, my children are not going to be free and you don't have the freedom that your parents had. We've got to do something. And so we actually were business owners and we all set our businesses on, on hold on the side. Mm -hmm. And we're like, okay, what do we do? And at that time, the Lord came to us and he, with this podcast idea, and he said, I want you to record, record, record. And it was just conversations of finding out what is the truth. But he said, every conversation has to have hope in it. Because he said, if there's ever hopelessness, then it's seated in a lie. Then you've taken God out of the equation. And uh, and so it's been quite a journey over these last couple of years. It's now been two years. I can't believe it we, that we've, we've been doing this We've never met podcast. somebody who'd even been a guest on a podcast no. before, you know, let alone know anything about it. Like even these these microphones, are called, they're now I know they're called a Sure SB7, but um, we, I, I took a screenshot of Joe Rogan and I went into Guitar Center. I'm like, do you guys sell these? You know, the picture of it. I didn't know what they were called or anything else. And so, and we started with just, you know, at a... Um, I mean, like some heat lamps from Home Depot kind of thing. And I put that as a, yeah. a, a, behind us and and um, sitting on the two metal folding chairs and we had a laptop and, and it was sitting on top of a suitcase. Well, still this table that we're sitting at today, how much did it cost you? About $5 at the Goodwill. <laughs> we still use today. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think it was like $6.99 or something like that. I got this whole wooden table and and just kind of, we're like, all right, let's just let's do the best we can with what we have. And we're putting our own money into it. And our own you know time was the biggest thing because it, it, it took a lot. And uh, so you had really put all the distractions to the side and say, we're going to, you know, to, to research because every conversation we went into, we tried to find the brightest mind in the world on that topic. Yeah. And, you know, mentioned the areas of interest, but people kind of come into our room through three different doors. One is sort of like, you know, uh, the, what I consider like the General Flynn kind of space or people with like military intelligence, election integrity, you know, so a lot of like, you know, Carrie Lake and people like mm-hmm. that, that we would interview that were experts in, you know, politics and, and that space. and then. You know, the other side, you know, is really the medical, because when we began this, there were so many question marks on COVID and we would see doctors that had maybe 10,000 patients and had lost no one through COVID, you know, and we're like, but that's not what you're hearing well, on the news odd. or, you know, coming out of hospitals. You're like all these deaths, how they got a death happening? ticker at the bottom all day long, you know, of, of everybody dying. But I'm like, there's a lot of doctors that have like 9,000 patients have lost two. It's like, how do we talk to those guys? Because mm-hmm. they have answers. They're doing something different, and and there, there was two doctors we originally saw in in, in California that started our thought. They, they'd seen seven or eight thousand patients. They put all their data in the middle of the table and they said, "Here's what we're doing to treat people." I would love to to brainstorm with people in Houston and New York and everywhere else, but 
you know, this is, you know, right at the beginning of lockdowns and it got like 10 million views in a couple of days on YouTube. And then it was gone. I've never seen from those guys again. I'm sure they're still alive, but they're not, they're not allowed to speak in public. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that, that woke us up a little bit. Cause I thought I'm not a scientist or a doctor, but I would want, I would want to hear from, you know, people that had spent their whole life in that category of science, like they should have a seat at the table, mm -hmm. you know, like maybe not me, you know, if you see somebody that's just some redneck out there, that's like, eat more peanut butter and that'll cover COVID. Like, <laughs> all right, you know, like maybe delete that guy. But when you have somebody who spent his whole life on that area of science, and he's personally seen six, seven, eight, nine, ten thousand patients, you know, through their, and I like, he should have a seat at the table when that wasn't allowed anymore. Mm -hmm. That really piqued our attention because I thought there's something besides science involved. And we wanted to be engaged in telling those stories. So it was the military intelligence, the medical world. And then really, if God's out of it, then we're out of it, you know, so we had to have really what what is what is God saying, you know, who's in, in the spiritual world who, you know, and, and, and that kind of began a journey there, we're trying to find pastors and people like that, that had something to add to the to the equation. Um, because we saw a lot of divide there as well. So we've created a platform for people to be able to kind of unpack their view on the subject. Amazing. I mean, you just read between the lines of all the strategy that you just, you know, stumbled upon. And you didn't stumble upon it because mm -hmm. you, I'm sure, can look back and see this trail in retrospect of how God prepared you for everything that you're doing now and all that would play into that. And even y'all's relationship and being able to to function as a team mm -hmm. and you raised your kids you're able to function as a team with them I know they're kind of more behind the scenes here for now um but I just I'd love a teaser of some of the highlights or things that you know at the time that you were going through them you would have never dreamed that it could translate to where you are now but how it might have prepared you for now I know, like, for example, you guys went to Bethel School of Ministry. When you were yep. there, did you have an idea you'd be doing this? You know, it's so interesting. Um, I was actually one day um, in school and they kind of had us all around, kind of spread around the room. And we were just kind of just spending time with the Lord. And during that time, God actually gave me a vision of like a television. And then um, David and I on that television. But that was all it was. It was a glimpse of something like that. And that's all that I saw. And I was like, oh, that is really interesting. I, know, I remember I brought it up to you and we're like, well, that's kind of weird. I wonder what that meant, you know, but had no idea whatsoever, you know, that we would. We've probably like done this. this for a year before we even really even connected. Yeah. That. Yeah. That there was any kind of connection to that whatsoever. Yeah. So, you know, there at Bethel, um, we'd had business experience where we did a lot of training. We would teach and train together. And I really believe that's really helped a lot as well, because um obviously the public speaking part of it, but also learning how to work together. Yeah. You know, we've done that since we were 23 years old and, you know, it's, it's been stressful. You know, there's been times literally when we are talking about remdesivir and what was happening in the hospital, especially when all of this was going down in 2021, when the people that we had trusted for so long to save us, we were actually finding out were killing us. Uh, that was devastating. You know, there was a lot of times where just a lot of tears was like, wow, okay, this is really evil. This is evil. What we're yeah. experiencing here, we're coming against Satan, you know? And, um, and so there was a lot of those times as well. But um, I think through this whole situation, our whole family has grown closer together. You'd, you said it, you know, our son and our daughter also work with us. Our, our daughter was a school teacher and she is with us full time with Flyover. She does all of our graphics. She does all of our social media. 
Um, she does all of the tracking. She does all the uploading of all the videos. Our son Col Colton is our producer. Um, and I mean, it's just been an incredible experience to do this together as a family. The, the, the path to where, you know, to go from trying to figure out how to even set up an account with Apple and Spotify, <laughs> you know, and how do we get that done? And you start calling, you know, so, so having, we've always had kind of an open hand to like, God, if you, if you, you know, God, if you want this pen, it's yours. Like I'll, I'll start over and live in a box and build something from scratch with God again tomorrow. Like we've never had a whole real tight grasp on any item or thing or where we live or a business card or identity or anything. You know, we, when our kids were in high school, we moved to Mexico and lived in an orphanage there. We felt that's where God wanted us, you know, to be. And so we got rid of everything all the way down to Christmas decorations and like, all right, let's just, it's gone. And we'll start there with just, you know, a couple of suitcases and, and, we've kind of lived that way of mm -hmm. just trying to be as accountable as possible to what is, you know, to the best of our ability, what does God have us do right now? Yeah. And now that doesn't eliminate the chatter in your head of how unqualified you are for what God right. wants you to do right now. And you have to really lean on, you know, God didn't need the little boy with the fish and the bread to be a chef. He just needed him to be available and willing and have an open hand. And then mm -hmm. like just whatever you have, plus God's enough, you know, wh whatever that is. So we kind of, you know, went down that path and, and, we we didn't understand some of the things like censorship that we would you know experience. So we we thought, you know, if if that happened, somebody must have done something wrong. Why would you be deleted off of a channel like mm -hmm. YouTube? You must have had something, you know, maybe pornographic or you know, like I don't know what would get you, you know, why would you be deleted, you know, for having a conversation with a doctor that's saving lives, you know, and mm -hmm. and, and so when we kind of started experiencing some of that resistance. Um, we had to make adjustments that wouldn't have ever had to happen before in, in this field, but it kind of made us strong. And I think a little bit of our ignorance served us well, because if somebody would have really known what they were doing and they were successful and they'd built podcasts or they built things in news and media before they would have never gone the route that we did because it was very unconventional and very kind of, we were more like very, very scrappy you know, and, and, and like wiry and just kept getting back up and fighting. And so we just said, okay, we're going to go to like 60 channels. We're going to put stuff on channels we'd never even heard of every place that would have our content. We're just going to go everywhere and, and, and fight censorship that way. And then cable network started picking it up and different things were on some Midwest channels and radio and like, okay, just God would open doors and we were accountable for doing the best that we could, but you wouldn't have gone that way originally. Like a lot of people get, have, have, that were much better than us got stopped in the process. Cause they're like, there's just too much resistance and we just didn't know any different. And so we just kind of went through that. Like the idea of like advertising on Google or a Facebook ad or any, like those things are not even available, you know, for us, it, you know, in, in, in a conservative in, in this, in, in this space. And so, um, but like in, you know, December, there was over four and a half million views, you know, on our show because it went to so many, you know, places. And, and we just kind of like, all right, like whack-a-mole, we're just going to be more places than you, right. you know, can, can delete it and, and, and make it available. And so, but I don't think people would have, everyone we've talked to that knew what they were doing, didn't go the route that we did, you know, because they knew better <laughs> because that's, you know, it's not how, how you would do it. And so, but, but it, it, it kind of, it kind of worked in, in, this new environment. I, I think I was listening to a guy the other day talk that um, was a collector of antiques. And one of the things he collects is, is he has these radios. And, and he has a radio that came from, I don't know what year it was, but 1930s Germany. And on the, it's just AM dials, you know, back then, but um, they were calibrated with the notches of stations you could pick up 
when you bought it brand new retail from the store, and those are the only radios you were allowed to have, when you bought it retail from the store, it was pre-calibrated to only pick up the state-approved signals. Oh, wow. You know, and so when you can control the narrative, you can make a lot of things happen, you know, mm-hmm. as, as you know, we, you know, history tells us from, from that whole, you know, uh, scenario. Evil can't take place where information is readily available, because I I do think while maybe man is born with this sin nature, they're not predisposed to participating in in evil on a large scale. It only happens in in darkness and and the the ignorance of misinformation and missing information. And when you only have the state approved narrative, then people kind of can walk around in an unknown echo chamber and not even know that there's a counterbalancing you know narrative. And so that's kind of what we've come against, you know, this, this whole time. Well, and that's one of the things that we teach Mm -hmm. is that in order to, to impact an area of culture, you have to go up that mountain in the opposite spirit. And I just see the pattern of you guys are no one's parrot. You know, you are radically obedient. The pattern is radical obedience to the father. Mm -hmm and prioritizing the kingdom of God. So your lens for even viewing things is him and his kingdom. So when you saw yeah. something that didn't line up to that, you're like, we need to, we, we care about it because he cares mm-hmm. about it. We're going to make a difference. And then you're, you, you're, you're making your move up the mountain without trying. Cause you're just following him. And in media, the opposite spirit is, is opposite of fear. It's hope. And Stacey, mm-hmm. you spoke into that. You continue to speak into that. Yep. I would love for y'all to just briefly hit on this. So I listened to um, an interview that you guys did with Laura Logan. She's um, another one of my favorite media spokes. Yeah. Folks, persons. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, you know, I can't wait to see what the Lord does with her in terms of the future of uh, broadcasting news journalism and mm-hmm. especially the more traditional type that's based on research and provable facts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, you know, she was talking about, I don't remember if it was on your program or another one that I was listening to, but she was talking about like the standard that journalists need to stick to. And, and it made me start thinking about, yes, the need for integrity, like actually do your research and mm-hmm. say that are true. Mm-hmm. Number one. Um, but there is also room for speculation. There's room for opinion pieces. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think there's value in both. I love seeing that you guys aren't just interviewing. Um, y- there's such a variety because you're willing to listen to what we think of as kind of the those in the patriot movement. Some of them are just plain old passionate, you know, yep. mm-hmm. not that they have done a lot of research on anything, but they just they have a voice. They care and they're speaking up and showing up, right? Mm-hmm. And then you also have the spiritual aspect where you're you're tracking with the prophetic. What what is God saying in the midst of all of this? I mean, mm-hmm. you're honoring the communicator, the original communicator himself. But you're also making room for people um, that are legitimate journalists, like a Laura Logan. And I believe those will come more and more as they begin to surface more and more they're pretty rare and far between so mm-hmm. speak into that what 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 do you see um god doing in that arena with you guys but also in general in media 
I, I think the, the what we try to really stick to is having people differentiate when they're talking about what they think and what they know. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, we uh, we just had a great interview uh, with the the people that wrote the they directed and, and wrote um, a documentary Died called Died Suddenly, and um, uh, Died Suddenly was released on on, on Rumble in November, and it has over a hundred million views and it's over twelve languages wow. in just a short period of time. Mm-hmm. It's so well done, and they're you know very factual and. and even even with them, you know, we had them on there talking about these. These are all of the facts and doctors and people that they put together in this in this documentary. And then it kind of shifts into, and they were very clear. I think this all is because of this, this, and this. And it's important that when you do that, like, okay, this happened, this happened, this happened. Those are undeniable. Now I can now if, if I walk in my house, the, the door's broken at the front, and I'm like, if I walk in and there's my items are disheveled, I'm like, okay, that's. Uh, like, right. I can probably come to the conclusion someone broke into my home. Now, now after that point, I can say, okay, that's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. Now, maybe my son got locked out and he broke the door and came in to do something. Maybe it was a burglar. Maybe it was somebody across the street. Now, that's why I kind of get into the speculation. Yeah. And and that's and that's what we try to really be clear on is is these are the things we know. Th- these are are documentable facts. This happened. Now, what's the heart behind it? Why would somebody do that? You know, can you assume motive? You know. Um, those things, but, you know, and, and keep the speculation from the fact. And I think that's where it gets kind of blurry because you turn on maybe Fox News at night and like, is Sean Hannity doing an opinion piece or is Sean Hannity news? Right. Well, Sean, Sean Hannity's also brought to you by Pfizer, you know? And so he, he might speak very clearly on this and he might be a little more muddled on this. And and, and we need to, um, what we push hard for is we don't want censorship from big media platforms, social media from the mainstream media. But also, we also have to be able to self-censor ourselves enough as Christians, as page, that we're sharing something true, that we do right. a, an ounce of, of research. And like, did you look that up? Mm-hmm. Did you did you do something? And some of that that weight is, is, is in the laps of every individual, right. you know, mm-hmm. as well to actually check that and look at that. And what is your, because if you're speaking up and showing up, you just have to make sure that the information that you're, you are sharing, or you're also, uh, getting out there is accurate as well. And so that's one of the things we try to do, uh, through our show is even teach people how to make sure that this information that you're getting or the meme that you're putting out is actually accurate and not something from 10 years ago, or, you know, something that somebody just, um, happened to make up. And so being aware of that um, to make sure that we're not spreading misinformation, you know, to the public as well, all of us as patriots, as Christians, I think that's important. One thing I want to add to that, because you mentioned it earlier, I love the prophetic. I love hearing what God is doing because he's always at a higher level. You know, we're, we're flying at, you know, 10,000 feet or 5,000 feet and he's, he's flying at 30. He knows everything. And so I, I love the prophetic because every week when I get together with them on Wednesday morning to put together the prophetic report, I get so excited because I'm like, look at this, look how God is speaking. And he, you know, he'll say something to Johnny over here and something over here through Amanda over here. And, you know, you got Robin over here and they come together and they're like puzzle pieces. And it's like, it's like an Easter egg hunt for me. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting <laughs> because he knows exactly what's going to happen. He hasn't uh, fallen off the throne. He's not chewing his nails. None of, these, none of these yes. things have caught him by surprise. And it's 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 critical that we have that aspect of it in our show because that's the real truth. You know, we're getting out some of this information and that it's true in the natural, but what is God saying in the supernatural? And ultimately that's the most important. That's right. 
So good. So well-spoken. I totally get why God has picked you guys for this time in history to do what you're doing and excited to see where this grows to. I mean, I, I think it's beyond what we can, any of us imagine right now and it's needed. Um, so how can people find you guys? Sounds like it's everywhere, but uh, Rumble's a big platform. We have our own app, you know, you can download the Flavor Conservative app and that's a, you know, kind of a censorship free way to do it. The full format of everything's available there and it's categorized and there's even, you know, community section for like prayer teams and that pray for things. There's a lot of stuff that goes on uh, there, but um, I think that's probably our very best. You know, we, uh, yeah. we invested in that, but it's free, you know, to everyone that's listening. And it's been a really cool thing for us because it has created a community. There's a lot of people based on their region, you know, they can communicate, Hey, this is going on in my area. And they can kind of find out about that. It's also great because mm -hmm. if somebody's listening to it and they have to stop and go do something else, it takes them right back to where they left off. They can take notes and it's absolutely free. So it's called, if you go to theflyoverapp.com, um, it's just a great way to be able to track our show. And like even the, the prophetic report that I do, it's on so many different platforms, but sometimes it's time restricted. It can only be 57 minutes on certain platforms. And so I have to cut out certain parts of the prophetic report. Like, I'm like, you, no, you can't cut out that one. That's cannot, the most important part. God yeah. said that. I know, you can't take that out. You know, but it's 57 minutes. God. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So when you go to the flyover app, you get the whole thing, you know, versus some of the different platforms you're going to get 57 minutes. You know, I did not know about the app. I'm excited about downloading that. Yeah, we love it. It's been a really great resource. We're really happy with that. Very cool. Well, um, all right. So one last question because you know they ought the people ought to know your your clothes below what the camera shows what are they? <laughs> <laughs> i know i know you're probably wearing your my pillow slippers Stacey is for sure. I am. I got him on. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. It, we've we've we just both have on jeans. Yeah, uh, jeans. Yeah, All right, you're actually dressed for your. Yeah, we are. We've done funny. too many interviews where the person actually stood up and we're like, "Oh, I didn't want to see that." Yeah, that did. <laughs> so, that did we happen. We always once. make sure that we uh, we have on. Yeah, we're fully dressed. <laughs> no wow. pajama yeah. bottoms. Nothing. We <laughs> <laughs> are professionals. Well, thanks again for your time. And we just look forward to this journey and seeing God echo a new narrative through y'all and many others like you in the mountain of media. So proud of you. We bless you to just continue to fly over the promises of God, but oh. under the radar of the enemy. <laughs> Amen. I just encourage people though, that, that don't, you. don't, I mentioned earlier about the mental chatter. Don't let what you've done in the past or what you think you're capable of get in the way of what you feel God's calling you into. And there's a grace involved. And even, even if you missed it, like maybe God wasn't calling you into that. You just heard something wrong. Yeah. He's almost, you know, it's like, I would rather fail thinking I'm doing what God asked me to do, you yeah. know, and walk out on the limb too far than to stay safe, hide behind the water heater, playing it safe, you know, uh, doing it is playing it safe, you know, it's like, like just move into lean into because what you can become in the process and the doors God will open. And you're probably a little more gifted in areas. Maybe you even thought to, there's, you know, a lot of areas in education and science and, 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 and religion places that you can move forward in. And, um, your voice is needed. Your presence is needed. And you're probably more qualified than you think you are. And you plus God is more than enough to move forward and do what he's called you to do. 
So good. Stacy, would you pray over those that are listening? I would be honored. Thank you. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for every person that is listening to this show, God. We just ask God that you would just be with them as they are walking through this process and figuring out how do they speak up and show up in these different uh, mountains of influence that God, that you would just guide and direct them, that you would put people in their path that maybe that they would network with that are going to help them. If they need finances, that finances would come their way. Um, anything that David and I have gained over these last couple of years, we just freely give to each person that's listening here. And God, I just thank you so much for Elizabeth and Johnny. I thank you for their ministry. I thank you for their family. We just pray blessings over each person. And God, we just continue to look at you we say yes and amen to your plans, and we give you all the praise and all the glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Well, hopefully we'll have you guys uh, on another time. We'll look for a good excuse. We would be honored. <laughs> Thanks, Thank Elizabeth. you so much, Elizabeth. All right. All right.